My name is Jason Allen, and I'm the host of Reclamation Worship, the podcast devoted to reclaiming a biblical view of worship for the church. Well, this is a special edition of Reclamation Worship. It is a new feature that I'm excited to roll out to you. Uh, I am going to be sharing with you over the next number of months, uh, every other week, a reading from J.C. Ryle's Thoughts for Young Men. This book was published over 130 years ago, and so you may be wondering why in the world uh, would you take the time to um, read a book that is so old, and uh, once you um, hear from J.C. Ryle, or if you go and purchase a copy of this book, uh, you will read for yourself and understand why I am sharing it with you, because it uh, seems as though it was written just yesterday. Uh, It is extremely um, applicable to where we find ourselves in our society, and so one of my sons and I are going through this book together. And uh, I've benefited from it greatly. He's benefited from it greatly. And so I got the idea to share it with you, uh, the Reclamation Worship audience. So I reached out to Banner of Truth, uh, the publisher of this book, and they gave me permission to uh, read uh, Thoughts for Young Men um, on Reclamation Worship. And so you can go to reclamationworship.com and uh, you will see a page uh, entitled J.C. Ryle. And if you click on that uh, and look down toward the bottom of the page, you will find a link to Banner of Truth Publishers. And uh, I would encourage you to go there and purchase a copy of this book for yourself. Um, But uh, if you choose to listen to uh, my readings, uh, I would encourage you to uh, have your son uh, sit and listen with you. Um, my son uh, that's going through this with me is 14, and uh, I think that's a perfect age. I have just pulled my 13-year-old in, and uh, he's going to be going through it with us also. And so um, you will find uh, as we progress through this book that the topics are extremely timely. And uh, I would encourage you to use this as one of the things that you're doing uh, in the discipleship of your son. Now, is it just for young men? The title is Thoughts for Young Men, but you will find that uh, the truth in this little book are applicable to young ladies as well. And So, uh, moms, I would encourage you to um, pick up a copy of this book for your daughters as well uh, and share uh, the parts from the book that are applicable to them. Uh, This book is helpful for all uh, young and old alike, and so I encourage you to to give it your time and attention, and uh, we will head on over to the reading now. Part 1. General Reasons for Exhorting Young Men In the first place, what are the general reasons why young men need peculiar exhortation? I will mention several of them in order. For one thing, there is the painful fact that there are few young men anywhere who seem to have any religion. I speak without respect of persons, I say it of all, high or low, rich or poor, gentle or simple, learned or unlearned, in town or in country, it makes no matter. I tremble to observe how few young men are led by the Spirit, how few are in that narrow way which leads to life, 
How few are setting their affections upon things above. How few are taking up the cross and following Christ. I say it with all sorrow, but I believe as in God's sight, I am saying nothing more than the truth. Young men, you form a large and most important class in the population of this country. But where and in what condition are your immortal souls? Alas, whatever way we turn for an answer, the report will be one and the same. Let us ask any faithful minister of the gospel and mark what he will tell us. How many unmarried young people can he reckon up who come to the Lord's Supper? Who are the most backward about means of grace, the most irregular about Sunday services, the most difficult to draw to weekly lectures and prayer meetings, the most inattentive under preaching at all times? Which part of his congregation fills him with most anxiety? Who are the Reubens for whom he has the deepest searchings of heart? Who in his flock are the hardest to manage? Who require the most frequent warnings and rebukes? Who occasion him the greatest uneasiness and sorrow? Who keep him most constantly in fear for their souls and seem most hopeless? Depend on it. His answer will always be the young men. Let us ask the parents in any parish throughout England and see what they will generally say. Who in their families give them most pain and trouble? Who need the most watchfulness and most often vex and disappoint them? Who are the first to be led away from what is right and the last to remember cautions and good advice? Who are the most difficult to keep in order and bounds? Who most frequently break out into open sin, disgrace the name they bear, make their friends unhappy, embitter the old age of their relations, and bring down gray hairs with sorrow to the grave? Depend on it. The answer will generally be the young men. Let us ask the magistrates and officers of justice and mark what they will reply. Who go to public houses and beer shops most? Who are the greatest Sabbath breakers? Who make up riotous mobs and seditious meetings? Who are often taken up for drunkenness, breaches of the peace, fighting, poaching, stealing, assaults, and the like? Who fill the jails and penitentiaries and convict ships? Who are the class which requires the most incessant watching and looking after? Depend on it. They will at once point to the same quarter. They will say, the young men. Let us turn to the upper classes and mark the report we shall get from them. In one family, the sons are always wasting time, health, and money in the selfish pursuit of pleasure. In another, the sons will follow no profession and fritter away the most precious years of their lives in doing nothing. In another, they take up a profession as a mere form but pay no attention to its duties. In another, they are always forming wrong connections, gambling, getting into debt, associating with bad companions, keeping their friends in a constant fever of anxiety. Alas, rank, title, wealth, and education do not prevent these things. Anxious fathers, heartbroken mothers, and sorrowing sisters could tell sad tales about them if the truth were known. Many a family with everything this world can give numbers among its connections some name that is never named, or only named with regret and shame. Some son, some brother, some cousin, some nephew who will have his own way, and is a grief to all who know him. There is seldom a rich family which has not got some thorn in its side, some blot in its page of happiness, some constant source of pain and anxiety. Often, far too often, is not this the true cause? The young men? What shall we say to these things? These are facts, plain, staring facts. 
facts which meet us on every side, facts which cannot be denied. How dreadful this is. How dreadful the thought that every time I meet a young man, I meet one who is in all probability an enemy of God, traveling in the broad way which leads to destruction, unfit for heaven. Surely, with such facts before me, you will not wonder that I exhort you. You must allow there is a cause. Well, this concludes the first reading from J.C. Ryle's Thoughts for Young Men. You have heard in this first reading his heart, his pastoral heart for the young men around him. He is burdened for those who are aimless and who are showing no serious signs of repentance and belief. And so he has set out to help them, to draw them to an understanding of the peril that lies before them if they do not repent and believe and walk in righteousness. And so um, whether it's a young man or a young lady, uh, we can share uh, J.C. Ryle's heart and uh, be burdened for the young uh, around us and be praying for them and uh, counseling them and imploring them to repent and believe and to walk in righteousness. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.